0: Hi there, I'm Ali Clark and I'm Eddie Bannon and you're about to enjoy the auditory pleasure of listening to our podcast. Uh, Look, today we had a bit of fun because, well, the guys found out
1: that I once auditioned for Survivor. Yes, I also found out that you, you know, bullied your child off a cliff. (laughs) I
0: did not. I encouraged him.
1: You make your mind up as to whether I am Uh, right or Ali just, you know, bullied her child. You be
0: the judge. All right. Um, Also, we caught up with music superstar Wendy Matthews ahead of her coming to the Adelaide Cabaret. So enjoy. I hope you have a wonderful day. Have you guys ever auditioned for
1: anything? (laughs) The, the, Ready? A ballroom dancing competition when I was eight. Wow, there's a memory that just came into my head. hey, I was number 42. Did you, did you get did in? Yes. Did you? Yeah. And did you win? Lost spectacularly. Brilliant. Really mm. Do you know why? Why? Can't dance. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a show on telly last night that reminded me of the time that I was forced to audition for it. And this is Blood versus Water. Oh. <laughs> Um, So basically the different thing about, the different one about this time around is that partners have come into the show. So mums and daughters are teamed together, cousins are together, married couples, all that sort of stuff. And if you haven't seen it before, uh, you know, they do all these challenges. They live out in the bush. um, They don't have a toilet, all that sort of exciting stuff. And then they get voted up until there is one sole survivor who wins the cash. Um, My husband, Matt, loves this show more than anything. (laughs) Anything. In fact, he has been obsessed with it right from the very first season which was back in 1873 or something. (laughs) It was ridiculous. Like it's been going on forever. Um, And it really took over the world because it was kind of the first, one of the first big reality TV shows. And I can still remember that was also back in a time where everyone sat down together and watched Mm. TV together. right? And You'd talk about it the next day at work as opposed to streaming and everything we've got now. Um, So he was desperate to get on this show, absolutely (laughs) desperate. But back then he was playing footy Mm. and fairly strict on when you can have the holidays. Yep. Who knew? Yep. <laughs> um, and so he did the next, next best thing. He forced me <gasps> to audition. Wow! So they announced that there was an Australian yeah. survivor, and he thought, "No, this is it." And I'm like, "Dude, I really don't do it. I'm cranky if I don't sleep. I need to <laughs> sleep on it. I like my. I love my pillow. This mm. is not going to go well. I'll just get on there and crap He goes, "No, no, no, no. You'll be great. You'll be fantastic." So then he immediately becomes Steven Spielberg and starts directing the most outrageous audition tape you have ever seen, and this was. Seriously, back in the days where it was a camcorder, Mm. like it wasn't just your iPhone. So he had me running next to a car in the back streets of Unley, carrying water bottles. He had me climbing a tree, although I was so scared of heights it was probably more like a bush in the parkland. And then in the grand finale... He made me set up a tent in the middle of the Britannia roundabout at, at about 11.30 one morning and then wanted me to pretend that i have been sleeping there and climb out and then immediately jump on and wrestle a plastic what? crocodile. Are you kidding? And I did it. Oh, I did no well we weren't engaged I thought this might yeah. be the man of my future he was alright I need to stick around so
1: if he's asking me to do this it means a lot to him so I'll do it are you saying that you think that Matt did this to every potential girlfriend <laughs> just to see <laughs> are they marriage material
0: the ultimate one survivor yeah. Choose your own adventure. All right, so this is where we all have a story. You get to actually choose what you want to hear. Mine is about the stupid and expensive mistake I made before, uh, all because I was deliriously tired. Okay, mine is you'll never guess what I saw at the Beijing Olympics.
1: And mine is that time I met my wife's boyfriend. Which one? <laughs> Your wife's boyfriend? Okay, ex-boyfriend. Okay. I'm trying to big it up. I'm
2: trying to <laughs> big up this story. What
1: are you guys into? <laughs> Kathy
0: was in touch on Facebook, said, "Aaron, please. That's oh, how many okay. E's were in there before the Come Winter on, Olympics Kathy. is there. And Philip Gawler said he'd love to hear Aaron's story. So hey. Eddie, you and I have to lift.
3: Oh, All look, right. I'm,
1: I'm looking to hear Eddie from the other side of the table said, I want to hear Aaron's." story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> guys. All right.
3: Well, given that the fact that it is a Beijing, uh, sorry, yeah, the Beijing Winter Olympics is on, I want mm-hmm. to tell you about the Summer Olympics when I was there in 2008. I was 23 and I remember entering the village and after all the accreditation and it was like Fort Knox to get in, there was um, police like every 20 metres around the uh, village with like machinery, guns, and it was was literally lockdown. Anyway, I entered and it was like this world, like this new world of like just fit athletes everywhere, walking around, boxers practising, the walkers, they're doing their walks around the village, like Just amazing. Like you're in a village with the best athletes in the world at the one time. Anyway, so we get to Team Australia's building. There's the green and gold flags all hanging out ready. We drop our bags. We head to the dining hall, have a quick feed. This dining hall, which will be the same as the Winter Olympics, was like 100 metres wide and it has every single... um, type of food that you mm. can think of. There's like oh. Mexican, there's Asian, there's oh. uh, British inspired. I don't even know what that means, but it was probably <laughs> scones and <Yeah>. American, <laughs> Italian, like literally every single thing that you could desire, 24 hours, uh, seven days a week. Like you could go into this dining hall whenever. And also in the dining hall was a McDonald's. Okay, like a proper store. An actual McDonald's. Yeah. And so like the start of the Olympics is like, you know, a few you know, random people just go up there and they get something because, you know, you're competing. So it's usually staff or coaches. After the two weeks when the final, the uh, the closing ceremony is over, yeah. this McDonald's is the hottest <laughs> place in is. Beijing. Like literally there's more people in this uh, McDonald's line than any COVID line put together. <laughs> and I had to actually had to do a... a, a um, A McDonald's run for my team after the last day because I was the rookie. Oh, how much! This is what I ordered because it was unlimited: eight Big Macs, five McChickens, twenty-four nuggets, eight cheeseburgers, twelve large fries, twelve apple pies, and I was carrying four (laughs) big brown bags all the way (laughs) back for my teammates.
1: Wowzers!
0: Please tell me you then ran into it. I was saying Bolt or someone. Were you trying to impress? Oh no, he was behind me in the line. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday we ended up the show crowning Adelaide's greatest love story and hello to Sarge and Stephen. Mm. Everybody else who've also waking up in love, awesome for you. Uh, but Sarge and Stephen, they met walking past each other in a shopping centre on the Friday. They were engaged by the Monday and 43 years later they're still together. And their prize? Prize. Their prize yes. was Eddie Patton writing them a love poem. And he did it with some great music underneath. But then it just sounded so good this happened. Just read this thing here. Can you play that music again? Yeah. Just read out the paper with that music behind you. I just want to see if it has any effect.
1: 10 year cycling plan (laughs) underway. A plan to build South Australia wide cycling infrastructure over the next decade, including building bike paths and creating mobile apps. It's just been launched by the state government.
0: So we realise pretty soon, don't we, that romantic music under anything makes it all sound better. So we're going to put that to the test next. (laughs) It appears that someone in my son's class got the COVID. Uh, Mm. But let's start with actually going through what happens because so many children went back to school yesterday. And this is going to increasingly happen to so many more of us. So the email came through late last night. I was asleep. But essentially it says the member of the school community are tested positive. It happens to be in my middle child's class. And this is what you have to do. So if your child is a um, close contact, you must monitor symptoms for 14 days. And, of course, if there's anything of that, do not send them to school, Mm -hmm. get the PCR, get them tested, the whole lot. But for seven days you need to avoid attending out-of-hours school care so you can't go to OSH and you can't go to any extracurricular activities in school. Doesn't say out-school. Right. So we're going to have to now find out if he can do baseball training and all that sort of stuff. So if anyone else has gone through this experience, let us know on the open line 8300 1023. For 14 days... He's going to have to wear a surgical mask around others and even outside your home. Uh, Can't go to any COVID management plan events, so they're the big ones, so Mm. let's go fringe and everything else. Uh, Avoid high-risk settings like disability care or aged care. Avoid non-essential activities with high transmission. Avoid contact with vulnerable people and avoid shared spaces and maintain physical distancing where possible. So that's what a nine-year-old kid is going to have to be managed Um, to do for 14 days. And, of course, again, the most important thing, if any symptoms, do not send them any where get them tested and then you'll have to go through the But isolation. these
3: these will probably apply to so even many. my kids if I
0: if they get yep, this email later. they're five. Good mm. luck like wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. But that, that's what you can expect. So there you go. First day of school back. Oh and no. Wear away. away. All right, moving on to the second thing you need to know. Paul Starrick has a great exclusive in the Tizer today, and it's the next step in the Crow's headquarters. Uh, this is where they're trying to find another home base, right? And they were really had their eyes on Brompton because they put in a pitch for this. They were working with the council and it meant the Crows could buy it, which means that it could be a real legacy piece and, mm. and you know, that's where people could go and they could train. Um, the government gave it to a Victorian developer um, that was going to have less space, but there would be more bang for their buck and more future jobs, they said. Well, now it looks like that Labor is threatening to overturn the process used to select that Melbourne property group and maybe come in if they get elected and go, Nah, we'll rewrite the criteria and we'll look at it a different way. So maybe there is now a lifeline there for wow. Brompton
1: if Labor gets okay. here. Oh, that'd be okay. good. You reckon? What would yeah. you know? Would you really go? I just, everyone looked happy with it, so I was just <laughs> yeah. joining in the group. <laughs> I kind of zoned out when you were talking. There was no music playing over
0: it. <laughs> and let's finish with this and see if you can focus for this amount of time because it's not about footy. Are you ready, Eddie? Matt? Yes. A Yemen man broke his own Guinness World Record when he managed to stack four eggs atop of another without... Toppling. Now, he broke the record. He stacked three eggs back in the day. Um, but he broke the record and he said many around the world fail to realise the hard work associated with balancing. It takes a toll on your body. He said <laughs> balancing requires tremendous patience, focus and calmness and he said he discovered he had a talent for balancing at a young age. Balancing eggs? Yeah, so picture if, you, okay, if you're at home, go to the, go to the fridge, oh. grab your eggy, your googie egg and it's like end on end. It's not the, like the, the width fat side, it's mm. the end on end and he balanced four on top of each other. That'd be yeah. hard.
3: Boil it? Do you got to boil it? Does that no. make it easier? I
1: oh, doesn't so. I've, bo- I've been balanced eggs for a while. Like, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> you were known for that, actually, weren't yeah. You? you? Yeah, I, back Aaron, in the day. Aaron, the egg balancer phillips. That's what you used to call you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Emma has called the open line,
2: Emma, Good morning. Good morning. How are you?
1: You're
0: weighing in to this amazing story.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, like instead of playing with your eggs, mate, how about some cooking them? Oh. You know?
0: Oh, goodness. Yeah, stop Come playing.
2: on, stop playing with your food. That's
0: children. See you, Em. Thank you very much. And, I mean, it's a hard life being an egg balancer because, you know, what happens when, when they fall over yeah. and yeah. they... And, Shane, what happens? Oh, I mean, it would be embarrassing. You'd have egg on your face, wouldn't you? No.
1: Um, Yay! There's that the is. joke. There it there's is. There's the joke. I can't believe he may me say that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do anonymous love letters work? All right, I think until yesterday we all thought, nah. But then David told us how he met his wife.
2: So I was driving home one day from work, saw this uh, lovely lady driving her car, trying to get her attention. She didn't look, so then she pulled into a shopping centre at uh, Fulham mm-hmm. and I thought, i oh, stuff it, why not? Turned around and I left a note on her windscreen.
0: Oh. <laughs> And then after the show we all thought, And really, would you? We have yeah. to meet Tracy. Well guess who's with us? Tracy, good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> Seriously, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> when that note, David left a note saying, I
2: think you're sexy,
0: call me. What actually made you call it eventually after that week and a half?
2: Curiosity. And you always say, you know, you only live once; life's too short. they they also not? say curiosity what? killed
0: the cat, Tracy. I know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I did think you might have been a bit psycho, but. <laughs> oh.
0: So, how nervous were you then picking up the phone?
2: Oh my god, you have no idea. I was, I'm, I was a blabbering mess. I'm thinking this guy is just going to go. Nah, I'm not even going there. <laughs> because I just didn't make any sense whatsoever. But then he said, hey, anytime you want to call me, call me back. And I'm like, oh, my God, it couldn't have been that bad then. So, yeah. Oh, Tracy, did, you know, the thought of
3: maybe this is a serial killer or psychopath has yeah. actually put a yeah, note on your car, did that go through your
2: mind at all? Oh, absolutely. As soon as I put the note off the car, I instantly looked around and said, oh, Jesus, who is this stalker watching me? <laughs>
0: Now, David said that your daughter sort of ripped it off you and then ripped it into shreds and you've actually retrieved it out of the bin, put it all back I together. I yeah.
2: well, actually got home and showed my daughter and um, she instantly grabbed it off me and went to dial the number. I'm like, what are you doing? Now? <laughs> so yeah, I ripped it into hundreds of pieces and put it in the bin. And you just had then to I'm go I'm laying away. there in bed that night and <laughs> thinking, oh my God. Well,
0: damn it, Tracy. Like- Good on you. Good on. I mean, look at you now. You're married. well, you been together six years?
2: Yeah, yeah, seven wow. years this year. So, there you go. yeah, wow. yeah,
0: pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, right. everybody
2: loves our story that I tell. So, yeah, <laughs> I well, can't Ma- believe it, you, though. Yeah,
0: now that now that it's ended up safely, Thank yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very happy for you, <laughs> Tracy. Happy, happy Valentine's Day.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Okay, guys, in the e news spotlight this week, it's
3: intimacy week on maths. Okay, married at first sight, if you didn't know what maths means. Mm-hmm. And uh, the couples were given tasks, all right, to get mm-hmm. them a little bit closer, you know, to spicing things
0: up in their mm-hmm. marriage, which mm-hmm. they've been married for, what, a week and a half now. Now I, I told yeah. you, Al. You, you gave us some homework because one of them is that you have to look for five minutes into your partner's eyes. How'd you go? Well, Matt's come home and bless him, he bought some flowers. I know. Uh, and then we tried it. 37 seconds we lasted before really? he said, What? My eyes are hurting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and which one I threw his flowers in the bin. You don't have to keep your eyes, like you can blink.
3: Yeah, it's not a stare down. Okay, it's, it's like <laughs> you look into each other's
1: soul and right. see if you can see uh,
3: anything deeper in their,
1: each other. Okay. Did you not
3: try Have you not done this? I'm,
1: I'd be perfect at it. As long as I, I, as long as I can bring, I could, I could watch anyone for hours. I got, you know... I'm Got arrested.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: no, I didn't, I didn't. So clearly you didn't do the then the three-minute make-out no. session that they had to do? Oh, okay. one. We've last been 30 married, 30 we've 30 got time. three kids. Fair happen. enough. <laughs> um, well, some of them received some quite uh, intimate gifts um, that got a little bit personal. This is Jack, okay, um, you know, describing what the gifts meant to him. It's like Christmas, but with stuff that goes in
0: you. <gasps> <laughs> Oh, okay, God. okay. So with a laugh like that, he's not talking about eating a biscuit. No. Okay, so, got it. You
3: know, is that not a bit weird to, you know, besides <laughs> his laugh, you know, because it's fantastic, but sending these gifts with to th- spice up your life?
1: I don't know what he's talking I read like Christmas, but what? something that goes in you. I don't understand. Oh, what are you
3: talking about, Ed? Eddie. Genuinely. Come here. Take it. Come, here come
1: here. Come here. Play the laugh. Okay. You got it? Got it. I think so. Well, let's just
3: say things got a very, very close on maths last night. You know what? You're going to sit down and watch it with me tonight, Eddie. Eh? Okay? I'm going to bring you up to speed. <laughs> Why have
0: you gone red, Eddie?
3: He's because I only realise what he's talking red. about. We're going to open up a whole new world to you, Ed, in a minute. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl, obviously. Everybody is talking about this. The LA Rams weren't the only winners. The halftime show featuring Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, hailed as the best halftime show ever. What did you think of it, guys?
0: Look, I I actually wasn't ready for it. I, didn't, I thought, oh yeah, it'll be okay, but I was blown away. Um, the Rock was amazing for our family because we mm-hmm. saw so he came out and did Super Bowl, and he was all dressed in aubergine. Mm. Only The Rock could pull that off. Um, but Mary J. Blige, yeah, like how old is
3: she? Because she was rocking up there. Fifty one. If you if you didn't hear, have a listen to this. This is some of the performance. <laughs>
2: the, music, the, you
0: you I'm representing
3: all, the all across the world
2: in the
0: that's the one, Snoop Puppy Puppy. Yeah.
3: So all the crew were there, but I'd have to say Mary J was just
0: amazing. Yeah. Fifty-one years old, moving like that. I know. Do you think? Do you think she is now? I like to think that she's woken up this morning and is hobbling around like you do <laughs> yeah. after a footy game. <laughs> do you reckon?
3: If she bend down like that, yes, absolutely. It's like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that goes in you.
0: <laughs> Best laugh ever. <laughs> Well, guys, if you think back to that song in the 90s that always brought a tear to your eye eye, and you always thought about whether or not that boy really liked you or girl really liked you, whichever way we want to go, I guarantee you, Wendy Matthews hit The Day You Went Away. Would have probably been mm. that song. She has won seven arias, if you don't mind, and she's coming here to Adelaide for the Adelaide Cabaret Festival. Wendy Matthews, good morning. Hello. Oh, Wendy, you genuinely started the soundtrack to so many of our love lives in the 90s, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's quite a song. It really, uh, over the years I've realised that it means something to so many people just according to their frame of reference in life and what was going mm. on. So and very lucky
0: to be a part of that. How did it come about? Because I think, too, whenever anybody had their first big loss in life, this again is a song that,
2: you know, mm. really comes to mind. mm I've had many amazing stories over the years. feel very fortunate for that song. Mm. Well, Chelsea Randall, the uh,
0: Crows' AFLW captain on a way to an AFLW game, was apparently singing this so loud that the whole bus oh! heard it, so I'm not sure that it's ever been used as a <laughs> no! psych-up song before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's just see what I mean. It's pretty diverse. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Wendy, I mean,
0: how much have you been enjoying getting out and about? I mean, you were in Borough early this year back here in South Australia and then mm-hmm. you're coming back for the cabaret Festival, after being shut down for so long with regards to the pandemic, do you feel Mm -hmm. freer and that you can relax more or has it made you want to do even more now, make the most of it?
2: Um, Make the most of it and certainly do not take, you know, any show, any work, any gig for granted anymore. That's for sure. This is not only what we do, but it's who we are. So it's been sorely missed for the last couple of years. And so coming to be part
0: of something like the Adelaide Cabaret Festival, festival Mm -hmm. and i mean none other than tina arena is
2: taking control of it is it wonderful to connect with people like that it really is it's this one's a real treat um i mean any any gig is is a great fun thing these days but um This is a really special project as far as I'm concerned, so I'm so looking forward to it. You've backed up and done backing vocals, although I don't know
0: how anyone could put... Nobody puts Wendy in the corner. (laughs) 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 But you've done it for, you know, Jimmy Barnes and Icehouse and Brian Ferry and sure. Have you got a standout moment where you've been able to stand behind someone else performing and think, wow, this is an incredible way to make a living and then you stand out in front of a stage?
2: Well, the first part of that, absolutely every time. You <laughs> know, you. it was a very gradual thing for me. I'm not... Uh... I wasn't a natural sort of extrovert, so it was a very gradual move from the back of the stage, which is what I chose for years, um, to the to the front. It was a long time coming, but it was sort of the perfect slowness for me to, to move into front of stage. So are you still a bit shy? Do you still get nervous? I don't get nervous, but I am a bit shy, just naturally, naturally. Um, so it's taken me a long time to be very comfortable on, on a stage and learn how to uh, speak.
1: <laughs> and this show, Wendy, um, uh, Songs My Mother Taught Me, in, in Ireland it's, there's a very big um, um, uh, thing about sharing stories from yeah. family and stuff like that. It, it, yeah. th- is that what this, th- this show is about for you?
2: Absolutely it is. My grandfather was one of the most important people in my life and he was uh, directly from Scotland and they share a very yeah. similar um, culture. Uh, what legacy through music, I suppose. Wendy, when did you mm.
0: actually first know Man I Can Sing? Oh, gosh.
2: Um, it certainly wasn't a career move, but when I was four years old, my mother knew a whole bunch of people on the Canadian film board and there was a new kids program being made called sesame street and so she took me um into her friend's studios when they were doing the animation for the for the letters and i used to sing the songs for the letters on sesame street what um, get out and it, certainly wasn't a career move but i remember just enjoying it so much and thinking is it possible that one can make you know make a life from this sort of thing
0: come on wendy matthews what was your favorite letter
2: <laughs> I don't remember. I remember something about a ghost going over a hill for the letter O, but that's, that's, all, that's all my 4 year old mind remembers. Wendy, Wendy that,
1: that's G, by the way.
2: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, Wendy Matthews, we'll be going over Hill and Dale to line up to get to see you at the Adelaide Cabaret Festival. Thank you so very, very much. Cannot wait to find out Thank more much, about sure. your upbringing in your life, learning about these Thanks songs. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know that old saying, if little Jimmy jumped off a cliff, would Mm -hmm. you? Yeah? Mm -hmm. I mean, in Ireland it was, if little Jimmy jumped off the cliffs of Moor, would you? (laughs) (laughs) That would be about right. Um, Actually, like literally had this put into action over the weekend. So we ticked off a tradition mm-hmm. in summer down at Second Valley. Um, so if you head down the Florio, basically turn towards Cape Jervis once you hit Normanville and you'll get to Second Valley. It is gorgeous. There's mm-hmm. a little caravan park, some great little shacks and everything. Um, and what you have to do is you find a park in the pine trees, you walk down and there'll be scuba divers going off the bottom of the jetty, there'll be kids running on the sand and, you know, oh, wow. fisher people on the end of the jetty. It's just the most beautiful, beautiful place. But then if you had left, once you get to the jetty, you follow this little goat track around mm. and you can climb up and over and up and over and you end up on these cliffs that have a really safe, you know, bit that you can jump off and the water's very, very deep. And so quite often in summer you'd go down there and I'd never been game mm. enough to do anything. But you'd watch these people and go, oh, idiots, idiots. Uh, well, we had a go. So and it was all because (laughs) it was all because we had a little mate with Sammy, a middle child, another little ten year old, Um, Jack. He'd done it before with his parents, and so he was away. So Jack scrambles up this cliff, climbs up, and wheeze! Great fun, awesome. So he's in. So then, of course, if little Jack jumps off the cliff, Sammy goes, "Well, I can do this now." I am. I do have a tendency to bubble wrap the kids, Mm -hmm. like I, you know. Let's not kill them before they, you know, can make their own decisions in life. um. so, I, you know, I really struggle in that situation, mm, if I'm completely honest. And yeah. I'm like, you know, okay. And Matt's there. He's so laid back. Oh, it's all right. So I got caught in between this letting Sam go and push himself and knowing that it would be an amazing challenge that he could get himself mm. through and all that sort of stuff. And me thinking, we're going to Women's and Children's Hospital straight away. This is going to be horrendous. <laughs> but he got himself into that position and he walked out to the ledge. He's up there about 15 minutes. And he backs away. Goes up again. We count down, three, two, one, about 1,800 times. (laughs) And then he finally goes, no, and he climbs down. And that's, I'm okay, buddy. That's Mm -hmm. all right. I'm really proud of you for even going up. Mum wasn't up there. Excellent and everything else. Meanwhile, his little mate Jack scrambles up. Whee! Splish! Mm -hmm. And so again, if little Jack jumps off the cliff, what are you going to do? So Sammy climbs back up to the top. And then he's there for about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Countdown... Three, two, one, hundreds of times, hundreds of times, hundreds of times. Now, I know that there's a certain amount of latitude, like you encourage them and you do all that sort of stuff and you go, it's okay if you don't do it. I may have got to a point where I felt I was bullying my child. Just, just jump. <laughs> just jump off the cliff. I've got places to go. Get off the cliff. <laughs> I would just like do it. And finally I've said to him, I said, look, if you're up there and you jump, I'll take a video and you can show... Your mate's at school. Oh, great idea. Got him off. Three, two, one, and off he went oh. into the water and he came up, proud as ten men, Go! oh, I wasn't scared, I'm going to do it again. I went, all right, mate, whatever. But, yeah, finally oh. got him off the cliff and it, 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 he was just so proud of himself, oh. me less so of myself,
1: but so proud of <laughs> him. You, you encouraged your, your child to jump off a cliff yeah. and you're <laughs> happy with yourself and you're worried about <laughs> bullying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So I've been watching
3: Maths. I'm not sure if you know that by now, um, but I've really, really become invested with a lot of the characters on the show. Well, without characters, real life people. This is real life love. So
0: the way I apologize. The, the way that you've brought them to us, it's hard for us not to yeah. feel exactly. something now for yeah. these people,
3: especially our boy Alan. I've oh. been talking about him for so many days now. So our little boy Alan, who's 25, he's never been in a relationship. He's had a lot of girlfriends. Married Sam. She was in a relationship for six and
0: a half years, got her heart broken, so she wants a man. She's got herself a boy. Completely. I mean, this is the guy that thought during the wedding photos, dropping down and doing push-ups, and when she's going, please stop, he thought, you know what, I'll double down and then I'll clap between them. And yes. when she's saying, no, please, please stop, he then just went to one-handed push <laughs> then This uh, is Alan.
3: And then he did a shooey. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> he did a shooey. <laughs> At the dinner party. To, like, look, let's defend. I'm going to defend Alan okay. because he's Go. so young. Like, he is literally a baby. And he's growing up.
1: It's all new to me, like, living with someone. Like, like I've never cooked someone food before. Then and she he's taught me how to use, like, a washing machine and things like that.
3: Uh-huh. Right, he's cooking, he's washing, guys. Yeah,
1: but he's putting the food in the washing machine and then <laughs> <cooking.
3: laughs> he's cooking. He's
1: cooking some socks.
3: He's <laughs> finally growing up and it's really nice to see finally. You
0: know, he's, you know, taking the next step. When did you realise you were, you were growing up? I reckon... So I was just sent off to boarding school. We'll get into those issues later. Um, <laughs> and so I moved out of home when I was 12, mm. so therefore I sort of taught myself to grow up. But I really didn't feel grown up until I'd, the first moment I ever dropped off dry cleaning. Because it, oh, yeah. it kind of yeah. meant that I had afforded to buy something that was ridiculous that yep. needed to be dry cleaned. Yep. And then I think very soon it would have been the second time I realised that I'd grown up, which was about well, three months later when I remembered to pick up the dry cleaning. Because, <laughs> yes. like, we instantly I'd lost the ticket.
3: Yep. I'm like, I don't know. Yep. Ed, when did you realise you've you've grown up?
1: I think it was the time that I used this sound unironically. ironically. <laughs> 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 To do, to just do a really simple thing like stand up, or sit, and now I'm, doing, I'm using it for everything.
0: Eight three hundred one zero two three. The open line is ready for you. Come on. When was that moment that you just went, oh, now I'm finally an adult?
1: It's the other <gasps> Clark Breakfast Show. It is
0: fourteen nine. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Paul from Gola. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. You sound up and about. So when was that time where you thought... Hey, listen, first of all, I've got to say, mate, loving the
1: new show. It's got an international feel to it. Hey, Eduardo. Hey, you? It's, it's a bit like a COVID show where you can go to the fringe without going to the fringe. Great. <laughs>
0: That's great. Oh, Paul, you should come and have a chat to marketing. I like this. Now,
2: when did you feel that you grew up finally? Hey, look, a bit
1: like the old, the maths guy, where, you know,
2: it's a sudden, sudden awakening now. Where our first son, I've done the big boy thing and
1: put my big boy pants on at three o'clock in the morning and doing the nappy. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because the, uh, the whole birth thing didn't really kick through to you, did it? No, no, no,
1: I sort of I stepped out for that one. Oh, it's, Paul. Yeah, bit of a tag team effort. <laughs> ah.
0: See you, Paul. Thank you. Let's go to Aberfall Park. Ruth, Good morning. Good morning, guys. Okay, when did you finally feel that, oh, here I am, I'm uh, being an adult?
2: <laughs> well, it was that moment when I made the financial decision to fill my cart with the premium petrol <gasps> all the way to the top. Okay. It's a good feeling. You've got to try and not dance
0: at the, at the pump. Get wow, out, Ruth, Ruth. you big grown-up. I know. And have you been in hock and in debt ever since?
2: <laughs> well, it's a matter of, you know, waiting till the light comes back on before you refill it. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> and that, when it lights up, doesn't stand for excellent, does it? All right. Thanks, Ruth. Leanne of Seaton. hello. When did you feel like you'd finally grown up and was an adult? Um, when I was 29 and fell pregnant with my first child. Oh. Hmm. Well, I they do didn't it. do it. Yeah. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Everything
2: was. That's a big
0: wake up call. Oh, no. It, 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 the next question is Leanne, when did you go, Whoa, what have I done? <laughs> oh,
2: well, I knew what I'd done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, Leanne. Have a beautiful day.
2: You too. Thank e- you.
1: Eddie? Uh, I think when I use the phrase and that has changed my life at the end of a sentence, Mm. you know, uh, I started Pilates and that has changed my, (laughs) cutting out sugar and uh, (laughs) I discovered watercolours and that has
0: changed. yeah. definitely the watercolours and then followed by the knitting. Um, My eldest Mm. 12 year old has generally just sent me an email and it fits so perfectly. You talk about when you're an adult, she's just learnt how to manipulate her mum. Dear mum. I hope you have an amazing day at work and enjoy every bit of it. I'm very sorry for not getting you a Valentine's present, but I hope you know I love you very much. I'm also inquiring if my pen has come into the shops. It's late February. I thought it'd be there in January, and I reckon you said you'd pick it up. Love you so much from Eloise. Oh, great. <laughs> love it. She's an adult before her yep. time. All right, enjoy your day, everybody. We'll meet you back here tomorrow.
2: The Annie Clark
1: Breakfast Show.